So a couple of weeks ago, an article came out that was picked up by lots of the major news publications around finance, and it was titled, Generation X has the largest wealth gap of any generation. And then in quotation marks, it said, retirement is going to be a nightmare. All the sensationalism in that article, it really made me think a lot as I read the article that Generation X just does not get the financial support, the financial advice that almost any generation has out there. Baby boomers, obviously, look, there's just this mountain of wealth with baby boomers. So my entire industry is set up to serve them. And then you have then you have all these millennials who people are going after as well, which is it's an interesting demographic. But Generation X is kind of this forgotten generation. And I read that article, and I'm going to be honest, it really annoyed me. Like, really annoyed me. I, I don't know why I took it personal, but I did. And it really made me think about, okay, fine. So Generation X is behind on savings. It goes on to say that the average Gen Xer has saved $44,000 for retirement. And I began to think, well, how can I help? What can I do in my business? And I decided that, hey, this podcast could be a really good springboard to share some ideas if you're a Gen Xer on what you can do to make sure you're financially sound, you're achieving financial freedom, and you're on the right track. So listen in. We're going to share a lot of tips. If you're behind on your savings or you're trying to figure out where you're at, listen in to today's show. We're going to go over a lot of topics to help put you back on track. My name is Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor, the founder of Martin Wealth Solutions, a firm that's committed to helping people plan for and enjoy your retirement. And I'm with you on this journey, this Gen X wealth journey to talk about ways that you can put yourself in the best financial position possible. No matter if you're worth $5 million or $5,000, we're going to share tips and nuggets today to help make sure you're on track to hit your goals. So let's get the hard stuff out of the way. How do you assess where you're at? Well, the first thing you need to do, you need to take a deep breath. Chances are you still have time to plan for retirement or whatever's next. It doesn't have to be retirement. You know, this idea of retirement, I actually can't imagine stopping working completely. I would, I'd go insane. I'm actually recording this podcast on a Sunday. It's been snowing in my house and I just can't take it anymore. I decided to get out and say, I'm going to go do something. I'm going to go record some content for our YouTube channel and for the podcast. And yeah, I mean, the idea of retirement, well, come on, man. But the idea of being financially independent is very appealing to most people. What do I mean by that? It's when work becomes optional. So at the point where we're deciding to work because we want to or because we enjoy it or we get purpose out of it, not because we have to, to pay the bills. So I want to switch this on its head a little bit. When I'm going to talk today, we're going to be talking about financial freedom. What's a financial freedom number for you? What number do you have to hit at the age you need to reach it at in order to achieve financial freedom? And wouldn't that be a great feeling like to know like when you go into work? or your boss annoys you, or or whatever it is, that you're there because you want to be. And if you're a business owner, like, hey, I, I could hang it up whenever I'm ready. So we're going to talk about number one, well, I want you to take an appraisal. No matter where you're at, you need to figure out how well you're doing. You need to benchmark yourself. And how do you do it? Do an inventory. You know, get a piece of paper out, get an Excel spreadsheet, whatever it is, and start writing down all of your assets, okay? Write down your your house, and I don't care about your baseball card collection unless it's like, you know, you've got some crazy, amazing baseball cards in there. But if it's just stuff your mom put in a shoebox and gave to you when you were 30, let's not include that in the net worth equation. 
comic books as well. But your 401k is your stock and your house and your maybe not your car because you know cars are generally depreciated assets. We're not as concerned about those. Write all those assets down, right? And then on the other side, write all your debts. Look, we don't like debt. You shouldn't like debt, but you probably have some of it. So write it down. And it's okay if you do. The goal is to get out of it over time. We're not going to just snap our fingers and get out of debt unless you're Joe Biden and you're forgiving college debt. That's the only time I've seen people just magically get out of debt. But for the rest of us, we actually have to pay our bills. And that takes some time. And write those debts down. Once you have the debts written down, I want you to subtract the two. What, what do you, what's your left with? That's your net worth, right? So let's imagine on the left-hand column, you wrote down your house and your 401k and your checking account and all the stuff. And it was $500,000, okay? And then you wrote down your debts and that equaled $100,000. That means your net worth is $400,000. Okay, that's a good place to start. Okay, that's how you've got to figure out where your net worth is. This article that I read, and I don't know how they come up with this random number. This is, this is the reason you should not take advice from these kinds of things. But it says, Gen Xers say it will take over $1.1 million to retire. They'll most expect just to have saved $660,000 when they hit 67. That's $440,000 less than they think they're going to need to retire comfortably. All right. Who knows, right? Like that, That's the stupidest line I've ever heard. Nobody knows. Generation X is not some monolithic group where we all exact and act exactly the same. We all have different goals and aspirations. We live in different places. You know, it's just absurd to lump everybody in a generation together and say, oh, we're going to need $1.1 million. No, you're going to need a much different amount of money than I need. And I'm going to need a much different amount of per money that somebody else needs. Uh, the fact is, well, we're all different. But let's start with our net worth, okay? And then what we have to do is figure out what kind of a lifestyle do we want to live in retirement? Or again, I, I said retirement, I said I would not, but when you're financially free, right? Like, so when you're no longer working, how much money are you going to need? And for everybody, that's a little different. And I know it's hard to do, especially if your kid's at home. So here's what I found, one of the easiest ways to do this. Let's imagine the debt is wiped off the slate because I, I'm not really a big fan of people retiring uh, when they have debt. So God, I keep saying it, I'm going to stop, I promise. But I'm not a really a big fan of, of transitioning if you have debt. You know, it's just it, the problem with debt is you have to create cash flow to accommodate it. So when you hit retirement, like you've got to figure out a way to create money to pay for that. And that's a, that can be a really challenging thing for a lot of people. So we want to delete that if we can and not include it into our equation. So we want to get rid of debt before retire. So wipe the debt off and say, okay, get the kids out of your house. <laughs> okay. And then figure out how much money you're going to need. And the easy way to do it is, hey, you're, you're paid every two weeks. Okay. So every two weeks, let's say you have $2,000 show up. That's 26 times a year. And you've got to figure out like how much, how much of that money do you spend every month? Do you have money left over or are you going into debt every month? What we have to figure out is what's our budget? How much do we need? What's that number look like? Once you figure that out, that's a pretty decent number to say, that's what I need to work towards to be financially free, to be financially independent. So good place to start. Wipe the debt out. Again, we'll talk about debt reduction strategies, you know, a little bit later in the show, but that's a good way that I found to determine, you know, what, what, what's your number. And then you're going to actually have to do some math. Now you might have to get an advisor or find a financial calculator, but the reality is you're going to have to do some math here and figure out like what, what are your, what savings do you need to get to at what age to make the money last, right? Like there's a little bit of, of, of data in there and I'll, I'll link a couple of calculators in, in this, in the show notes for you. So you can go do this. 
And that's the number we're going to work towards, right? So what we have to do is figure out how much money you're going to need in retirement. I know that's hard. Like, I know it's really hard to figure that out when you're younger, but you got to start with something, right? You got to have a goal. And then once you have that goal, figure out what number of de- of dollars do you need to reach by a specific age in order to create that income, right? So let's imagine, hypothetically, your number is $5,000 a month. You need five grand a month, okay? What we have to figure out is how much do we have to save uh, that would generate $5,000 a month. That's probably like $1.3 million or some number like that. And then you take in the social security and, you know, social security, it's likely to change for a lot of uh, Gen Xers. You know, it's run out of money. It can only pay its bills until 2033 or 2034, 2035, some number like that. Check that out. But it's likely to change and I, I, probably not for the better. Right? <laughs> like, has anything really changed relative to retirement for the better for Gen Xers? No, we have to work longer and we got pensions. Baby boomers were the last pension generation. So no, no, we, we have a we have a tougher road to hope. Figure out what that number is. Figure out what social security will be. That's your gap, right? So let's imagine you need 5000 a month. You have $2,000 of social security that's likely to show up. That means your gap is three grand. You need a portfolio that's going to be able to generate $3,000 a month, month after month, year after year, decade after decade, okay? So before we talk about tactical things in order to save, you got to figure out the math. Like, that's the math. Now, most financial advisors are going to be able to help you out on this. Again, I'll put some, some notes or some calculators in the show notes for you as well, but that should be helpful there, I think. Now, what do we need to do once we figure that out to hit that goal? Well, we need to back into how much we need to save every month in order to achieve that goal relative to a certain rate of return. So obviously, if you're a riskier investor and you have a longer time horizon, then maybe you need you can save less. But if you're a very conservative investor and your time horizon shorter, it, it might mean you need to save more. You, you're, it's just a function of return and time are what's going to determine that number you need or how long it's going to take you to hit that number. And it's just a guess. Like we can't guarantee what the market's going to do. So don't don't get off on some crazy tangent of trying to figure this out. Just take your time, and it's okay to be off. It can adjust later. But you know, generally markets work themselves out over time. You're going to have really good years in the market, and you know some years that aren't as good. So I think I think it's important to factor that in as you're making that equation. So now we figured out we need to figure out our budget, what we're going to spend in retirement. We need to figure out how much we're going to, we need to save to get there. Let's talk about how what can you do, and I think it's also important to pause and, and say it's okay to feel overwhelmed here. Like, right? Like I've I've covered a lot of ground in 10 minutes and it's okay to feel overwhelmed. Like there's math here. You can do it. Like there, again, there'll be calculators in the show notes, but reach out to us at our firm if you have questions and we can try to help out if we can. But I want you to think about the some basics that you can you can think about in your life right now if you're behind on savings. The number one thing you can do is start to save. I mean, obvious, right? Like if you're overweight, the best thing you can do is eat less and work out. Like, I'm not saying not easy. I mean, it's easy, but it's hard at the same time. And life is like that. So, look, if you've got a retirement savings account at work, like a 401k or a 403b or 457, saving in that thing, if you're not, at least take advantage of the free match. I'm consistently surprised when I meet with people and let's imagine their match is like 6%, they get 100%. And they're putting like 4% in there, leaving money on the table. Take the free money, guys. Free is like the best four-letter word there is. And it's the best price for sure. 
So yeah, take advantage of those opportunities to you know to to save that money for retirement. It's a big deal. And again, four per or get an extra two percent if that's in your case. Yeah, great. Take advantage of tax deferred accounts. Might lower your tax burden right now. So if you've got IRAs, if you're not fully funding your 401k, take advantage of that. Or 403b again. We fill this in in all those areas. Look, taxes are likely to go up. In my opinion, I can't say that conclusively. I have no idea what is going to happen in the future, but I suspect taxes will go up. So Roth IRAs could be really advantageous. You know, these are the things you can do to get there. I would also tell you that you need to educate yourself. Listen to the show every week. We're going to, we're going to share ideas and ways you can grow your wealth. And if you have wealth, make it work for you because it's fun stuff talking about this. And it's, it's important when people are talking to you and not at you around this. Some other things I think that can work out, invest wisely. And I want to pause here because I, I, I've done this for a long time. And what I meet when I meet people that are behind, like they, they're behind, they end up wanting to take more risk. And they know instinctively they shouldn't, but they convince themselves they should. And they'll say like, well, you know, because I'm behind, I'm willing to take more risk. No, no, that just means you need to work longer. Taking more risk might actually mean you have to work significantly longer. What we don't want to do is we don't want to get over-concentrated. So if you're watching the YouTube channel, I'm holding up my iPhone, like right? Like, so look, Apple is a fine company, but you don't want to put 100% of your money in Apple. And the reason you don't is you don't know what Apple's going to do. There's too much what we call concentration risk. If if Apple does really well, sure, you make a lot of money. But if if Apple falls off a cliff, your money's just falling off a cliff with it. So be careful there. Invest wisely. Make sure you're in the right investments, the right diversification, the right asset allocation. Invest wisely. Investing wisely will lead to benefits for you over time. So be very careful there as you're thinking about your situation and what you can do to put yourself on the right track. Other things you can do. You're not going to like this one, but I'm going to tell you. Reduce your expenses. Pardon the interruption. Jim and his all-star team have developed and refined a retirement planning process that simplifies everything. It's called the Complete Retirement Blueprint, and it focuses on your complete retirement. Taxes, income, and investments. It takes the guesswork out of your retirement, and best of all, it's easy. It starts by answering eight simple questions to determine if you are on track to hit your goals. Don't make a mistake at this point in your life. Get started today by visiting retirewithmartin.com. And let's make sure your plan is on track. Visit retirewithmartin.com and take the guesswork out of your retirement. Now, back to the show. I am not a coffee drinker. I do not drink coffee. I drink tea. I like tea. I like, I like chai. And I guess that's the fancy way to say tea. That's a, the bougie way to say tea, to say chai. But I like what? like a chai latte, I think that's what it's called. Like they, they mix a bunch of stuff in there. It's way too sweet. But, you know, give me some nice English breakfast with a spot of milk and some some sweetener, and that's my breakfast drink. But the reason I tell you this is not because you're interested in what I drink, but mostly because, you know, you can cut expenses in a lot of ways. I, I don't drink coffee. I drive by Starbucks, though, every morning. And there's a line at Starbucks no matter what time of day. Every time I drive by, and I can't imagine what these people are drinking. Like, why in the world would you wait 10 minutes to get some flavored drink filled with sugar that you overpay for from Starbucks? But sure enough, it must be a big deal because holy, it, they must be serving gold in those cups. I don't know what it is, crack. It's got to be something illegal because there are people lined up for forever 
And maybe it's because I live in a small town and like Starbucks is somewhat new, but I don't care what like airport I'm in or what town I'm in. There are people, there are, they're like fiends. These are like vamp coffee vampires lined up to get this stuff. Okay, cool. You do you. Like, I'm not telling you how to spend your money. We don't care at all. But I think we would all agree that stuff's expensive. And there's this book called The Latte Factor. David Bach wrote it. And David's an interesting guy. But basically, he says that, you know, cutting out like the, the, the cost of a coffee cup from Starbucks, a latte from Starbucks or caribou or pick your poison, right? And you save those dollars over the course of 30 years. And it's the difference between like this magical retirement and maybe not as much. And we all have that. I'm not here to tell you I don't have it. Like, you know, I've been very guilty of spending money on video games and spending money on like like silly stuff, like a Diet Coke. I know I shouldn't say that. I, I mentioned this in the in a video I did recently, but yeah, I like I drink Diet Coke as well. I'm talking a lot about what I drink today for some reason. But yeah, and I'll stop at the gas station and grab a, you know, a 20 ounce of Diet Coke, you know, once a day or something. And that's like three or two dollars and 50 cents at with taxes or 230 something. That's a ridiculous number. That thing, you know, I'm old enough to remember when that was 99 cents. And and I don't like spending almost $3 on on some fake sugary beverage. Okay. So I'm guilty of it too. Like I'm picking on the Starbucks people and maybe you're one of them. So understand I have my own uh, vices and they're expensive. And I, I would just say, look at ways you can cut expenses. Maybe it's not food. Maybe it's, have you shopped your homeowner's insurance? Have you shopped your car insurance? How about your cell phone plan? Like, you know, a lot of people are in these crazy cell phone plans. They're, the world is really competitive on cell phone plans. You might be able to do a little better somewhere else, so shop that. There's lots of ways we can cut expenses. Don't feel like you need to drive the fanciest car on the block. Like, depreciating an asset is not a good event. No matter how much you convince yourself, you got a great deal on that truck or that SUV or your car, you got ripped off. We all did. Like, we all did, right? Like, the cars are ridiculous. But so don't convince yourself you need some depreciating asset to, like, be successful in life. You, you just don't. The, the people that care what you drive are not the people that you need to impress. I promise you that. Look for places you can cut expenses. The reason I say that is when you can cut those expenses, you can then take those dollars and pay down that debt. And I'm a Dave Ramsey Smart Vester Pro. I take this pretty serious. I get why people go into debt. I understand it completely. I would never, ever criticize anybody or make them feel bad for going into debt. It's just part of the human condition. Sometimes life happens and we need the money. With that said, take that money that you save from cutting out Starbucks or reducing it or cutting out the Diet Coke in my situation or shopping for car insurance and apply that to your debt. And we want to do what's called a debt snowball. So basically in a debt snowball, you're going to list all of your expenses from high to low. Okay. So let's imagine you've got three debts. You've got a credit card with $1,000. You have a car with $20,000 and you have a mortgage with $200,000. But the car actually has the highest interest rate. Well, what happens oftentimes are people, they, they, try, to, they try to pay extra on all three. So they'll send a little bit extra to all three. Or they'll think to themselves that they're math geniuses and they want to get out of debt by paying off the highest interest debts first. Okay, if you're in debt, like you knew about math before you went into debt, right? Like you, you instinctively knew. This is not usually a math problem people are in. It's a behavior problem. Like their behaviors of having to buy things they can't afford 
are generally what cause people to go into debt. So paying off that smaller debt first and then taking that balance and applying it to the next one is what is referred to as a debt snowball. And a debt snowball emotionally feels really good because you pay off debts when you, you accomplish something and you can reward yourself, got to dinner, do something special. But the fact is, list those debts, pay off the smallest ones first, move up to the larger. Don't send a little bit extra to every other one. You send the minimum payments to everyone except the smallest balance. Knock them down and keep going. A debt snowball works really well because it gives you wins along the way. And I don't know about you, but I like wins, even if they're small. It like feels really good, right? So get those wins where you can. They're important. So again, what we want to do, and this is not a recap because I'm probably going to think of five other things to say here, but I, I want to say it out loud because I think it's important. Take an appraisal of your net worth. Write all your assets down. Be careful not to include things that are silly in that, that, that appraisal. Get the, you know, like the pinball machine in the basement. It's awesome, right? And probably worth 2500 bucks or whatever it's worth. Let's not add it for this. Let's, let's think about things that are really tangible. Land, stocks and investments and that kind of thing. And add that up in your net worth statement. Take your debts, put them on the right-hand side, subtract the two. And that's your net worth. Pretty easy. Figure out what your net worth is. And then let's figure out what your retirement would look like, how much you're going to need. And then let's do some math and figure out how much we need to save to get there. Okay. You got to begin with the end in mind. And this is how you do it. This is, you, you don't get any trophies for participating here. Remember, Gen X is not the trophy generation. And because of that, you don't get any trophies. You actually have to do a little work here. Let's cut expenses if we can. If you've got expenses you can cut, get it nailed down. If you've got debt, get it paid off. If you're not saving for retirement, guys, it's time to start. Look, you know, when, once you're in your 40s, it's, it's, it's go time, baby. You got to go. And yeah, start saving. Start 401ks are easiest. IRAs, Roth IRAs, those are easy as well. Try to work up to save 15% of what you earn. So if you make 100 grand a year, save 15,000. It's a little over 1,000 a month. I know it's a lot of money, but once, it's, once you save it, you're trying to set yourself up for financial freedom in the future. It's a really big deal. If you don't do it, who's going to do it for you? Because again, social security is likely not to be there in the same way, given the fact it's going to run out of money. So there's going to be changes to it. And those changes are going to affect Gen Xers, unfortunately, I believe. I can't say that, I can't say that conclusively, but that's my belief. And here's the last thing. Guys, this is not a quick process. What you do not create wealth by a snap of the fingers, unless you win the lottery. And the odds of winning the lottery are astronomical. So it's going to take time and it's okay. Look, if you're 49 years old or 52 years old, you got some time, right? Like you generally have some time. So think about what you can do right now to save and put yourself in a better position. Save a little bit, save a little bit more. Maybe when you're, maybe if you're not saving to your 401k, maybe you start at 6% to get the match. And then every year you get a raise, you increase it by 1%. This isn't a nut a net zero sum game. You don't have to do it all or nothing. Start small and continue to increase. Look, you're never too old, never too young to get started here. The more you can put away, you know, the better off you're going to be. The goal here is to hit the finish line with money and not broke because it's going to give you choices to do cool things in retirement or whatever that is, whether you're working in retirement or not, it's going to give you choices to do cool things. So Let's make sure we make a little bit of sacrifice now so we don't have to pay it in the future. So yeah, hopefully hopefully this answers some of the questions. I do not think 
retirement is going to be a nightmare. No, contrary to the article I read, I think, I think for a lot of folks, it's going to be awesome because they saved and done things. So heed this advice and you'll be in better shape. But hey, I hope you enjoy the show. Again, my name is Jim Martin. I'm a financial advisor and the founder of Martin Wealth Solutions, a firm completely committed to helping people plan for and retire happy. Hopefully you found some value in this. If you like the show, I don't, you know, I don't typically ask this a lot, but if you liked it, whatever platform you're you're listening to, leave us a review, hit the like button or leave us a five-star review. We always appreciate that. Hey, until next time, we'll be back. Appreciate you listening. We appreciate you joining us today for this episode of the podcast. Opinions voiced in this podcast are provided for informational purposes only and is not a solicitation or recommendation of any investment strategy. There is no assurance that any investment strategy will achieve its objectives. Information provided is not intended as tax or legal advice. You are encouraged to seek tax or legal advice from an independent professional. We are not affiliated with Social Security or any governmental agency. New River Financial Group LLC is a registered investment advisor offering advisory services in the state of Virginia and other jurisdictions where exempted. New River Financial Group LLC doing business as Martin Wealth Solutions. Investing involves risk, including the loss of principal. No investment strategy can guarantee a profit or protect against loss in periods of declining value.